Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today, we're going to be talking about how you have to tell your husband you can't do stuff if you want him to do stuff. And um, we will get into that mindfuckery in just a moment after I tell you to subscribe because I have close to 100, maybe now 100, subscriber episodes. And the most recent one was on how if you act like a arrogant, condescending jerk, often the only way your wife can assert herself is to stop having any attraction to you and totally disconnect from you. And hopefully you don't want that. So um, you may want to listen to the episode. So anyway, I talk a lot about over-functioning. I have a podcast on that, posts on that. And that means that when somebody is trained in childhood to value, um, to, that their only value is based on what they can do and what they can provide. And this happens for both men and women. And here I'm talking about it with women. So I've been talking a lot on Instagram where I have a lot of uh, mostly female followers. That's my only platform where I still have mostly female followers. Um, now it's pretty much half and half with the podcast, with Facebook, book and on TikTok it's mostly male so I guess that evens out with Instagram but anyway um, the point is is I've been talking a lot to women write in about being with these like guys that are obviously not going to turn into good husbands you know I mean like they're very um, irresponsible and they the, the house the, their apartment is a mess they have limited ability to kind of stay on task. They are all over the place. They're just pretty much prioritizing their hobbies and their friends, not the relationship. But then what women do that's stupid is they come in and they take care of all this stuff. They organize his house. They fix his resume. They have like a fucking social calendar going. They buy him new clothes. They like do all this stuff. And it's because they were trained from the time they were young to do this, to overfunction. They probably saw their mother overfunction in this way. And then they end up getting, you know, the man, when he's married, he's just keeps doing the same thing. He does nothing and she does everything. And then at some point when she gets sick of it, when she has more confidence or when she's just physically overwhelmed by having children, then she can no longer do everything, no longer wants to do everything. And then she turns to him and says, do stuff. But A, he has zero practice, like he can't just do stuff. He hasn't done stuff for like, you know, 15 years or something. Uh, So he doesn't really know where to start. And also, he always, as he's trying to learn how to do stuff, he's going to get it wrong. Because he's not, and by wrong, it's obviously in quotes, because it's just her way is the right way and his way is the wrong way. And she never wants to say she can't do something, so then he's never going to do it. So, like, for example, if you start to throw up, literally, as a woman, you start to throw up, you have the flu, so you're going to go to bed. So then, obviously, your husband's going to take care of feeding the kids and stuff. If you say that's not obvious, then you probably identify greatly with being an overfunctioner because you married somebody who cannot be counted on to leave 
you know, to make your kids alive, you know, to make sure that they're living. So you had to see red flags for that early on, I would imagine. Obviously, you're not to be blamed, but there was something about you that stepped in and took care of everything to the point that um, you would marry somebody who can't do anything. But most people, when the wife has the flu, would step up and feed the kids and, and, you know, take care of what has to be taken care of. Because a woman can't is very different than won't. So a lot of women that are like textbook over-functioners, they'll be like, okay, so I want him to do laundry, so I should just have to say, do, um, I'd like you to do the laundry right now. I mean, like, uh, I guess, <laughs> like that, like who wants to be talked to like that anyway? You know, like I certainly would not want to be talked to like that. And I could only imagine like in these same situations if the guy said to the woman, I'd like you to do the laundry right now. I mean, that would be World War Three, right? So, I mean, why not just say I can't do the laundry? You know, like I'm too tired. I am overwhelmed. I have other stuff. I can't do it. And they're just like not do it. He's not going to not do the laundry because believe me if you get divorced he's going to do laundry a hundred percent a hundred percent of the divorced guys that are in my practice have clean clothes is it uh on the time schedule that the woman would want no but they have clean clothes they have figured it out somehow whether they bring all the laundry to a laundromat or you know to somebody to do it for them or they do it most of them just do it it's done so what you need to do is to say you can't and these women don't want to say i can't Because it's in their identity that they can do everything, do every bid. They pile the shit up so high that they're so overwhelmed, but they don't want to say that. So they, they, and they don't feel it. They make them very uncomfortable to say, I can't, because they think I can, I will just sleep less. I will just eat less. I will just work harder, you know, and that isn't like good for you. And that's going to lead to a breakdown of some sort, whether it's internally or in the marriage. So you got to get used to saying, I can't. The other problem with saying I can't is then you become a human being um, who sometimes can't do things instead of like a superhero that can do everything. And also you have to be okay with your husband saying I can't. So there's a lot of women that look down on their husband for saying I can't do that because they've never said I can't about anything. But You both should be able to say, I can't. Both should be able to say, these are my limits. I cannot go further than this. And everybody knows that, of course, in an emergency situation, uh, you could do the laundry even if you were tired. And, of course, you have for years, probably. But now, in the context of you want to prioritize feeling like a human and getting some rest and relaxation and you want a more equal marriage where he does more stuff, then you have to say some, I can't, and then wait for him to come do the thing but it may not be on your timeline or the way that you want him to do it, but it will get done. So I can't do the lunches. I can't do the lunches anymore is something that would get a guy to do the lunches because you can't. You're saying, I can't do this. Help me. Help me. I can't do this versus I need you to do the lunches because I'm going to do dinner. So you're going to do lunches. I'm going to do dinner. And the way that you do the lunches is you take the snacks from here and the sandwich from here. And remember, they have to do this and remember this and this and this and has to go into this bento box in this way on this way, blah, blah, blah. Nobody wants to live like that. So you could refer back to my fair play episode, which talks about how making these interactions so business-like is usually the death of any romance or love for the majority of couples, as it would be if the man, I mean, so what do men want? What do I always tell you men want? Sex, right? So how would you like it if he was like, 
So I'd like you to give me a blowjob, but not how you usually do that. What I would really like, because what you usually do, it really is terrible. Um, and it doesn't get me off at all. So what I'd like you to do, so I would need your, your right hand over here. And I need your mouth here and I need the rest of your body here. You should really be wearing this outfit as I've told you for the past seven years. I've told you to wear this outfit and you haven't. I mean, holy shit, like you'll be filing for divorce, right? And well, of course, direct communication in bed is wonderful. And I tell people to do that all the time. It certainly doesn't mean talk to the person like they're an idiot in a condescending tone, referencing all their previous failures and being extremely skeptical about their ability to do this minor task in future. That is, uh, you know, a recipe for a disaster maritally. And in even you wouldn't talk to a friend like that, a coworker, nobody really except for your husband. So don't do it like that. Say to him, I can't. I need you to do this. And, uh, and that's it. And then he does it. If he doesn't do it. So if you say, I can't do the laundry. And then it's two weeks. Nobody has any laundry at all. I mean, you really then need to go into couples counseling because this person is obviously, who knows what's going on. Maybe there's tremendous executive functioning problems. Maybe he's drinking. I mean, maybe he's an addict of some sort. Maybe he has extreme ADHD. Who knows what's going on? But the majority of people, if the spouse can't do something, will do it. But only if the spouse can't do something, not if the spouse commands them in a very militaristic way to do it. Then they won't do it because they'll be mad. And you can figure this out from how you would react in the bedroom, which is something he feels like is a need the way that you feel like him doing the lunches and the bento box the right way is a need. So, you know, you, you really want to be comfortable with vulnerability. You want to be able to say, I can't. And this is a real uh, paradigm shift for many women who are over-functioners and who are raised to say that they could do absolutely everything 100% of the time. Or if this is your situation in the gender inverse and you're the man who's what I call a workhorse and you're the one who can do everything 100% of the time, then you need to think about are you showing any vulnerability to your wife? If you are the guy, as a man, guys I work with are who does do all of the housework and makes all of the money and does most of the child care because there are those guys and do you ever say I can't and if you did say I can't would your wife step up frequently yes but you just don't want to say I can't you don't want to be somebody who can't so therefore she does nothing and I do see this the woman sits around you know and and uh, goes on her phone and does what she considers very important parenting stuff which isn't Literally, I mean, su- subjectively, it is, it, it, there is objectivity in the world. Subjectively, it may be important to sign them up for camp. Objectively, though, it is important to feed them. That's more important. And there are people who get into, of both genders, who get into a situation where they are never, for example, the one that does any of the life activities with the child. I see that more for men, but I do see some women and increasingly more women that don't. And they're married to overfunctioners. They are married to guys who say, it's okay the way we're going to do it is I get home from work at five. That's when I'm going to start the dinner. And during that, uh, I'm going to work with them on their homework. And then after that, I'm going to do bath. And then after that, I'm going to do bedtime. And he never says, what's the woman doing? Because his, his entire thing is uh, doing everything. And I do see this. So for the women that are like, yeah, right. Don't believe what popular media tells you. It's true. You know, there are plenty of people that are in codependent relationships like this where one does no life activities and and the other does all the life activities and they're both genders on both sides of that. So you need to be, if you're an overfunctioner, 
you need to be somebody who could say, I can't. And if you're like, but I can, but you can't because you're so, so, so unhappy and miserable and overwhelmed. You can't. You can't. You can't respect your husband while he does nothing, for example. You can't stay happily married, so at least just say, I can't, like that. I can't can't not won't because won't this is a power struggle can't there's no power struggle also with can't you can't uh, criticize them afterwards because you can't so if they can that's better than you who can't so if they do a bad job at the laundry it's better than you who is now not going to do the laundry so you have to be um happy that they did it you know because you can't so that's how it makes it easier so a lot of guys have so much less conflict with their wives when I tell them to say that they can't and that they need the wife to do xyz whatever it is and they don't believe me at first until they try it and they don't want to try it because they want to be the guy who could do everything so for example I say to the guy say I can't figure out what to write in this work email can you help me I cannot figure out what to say to my coworker who I'm having this issue with the woman will usually be so happy to do it because the guy never relies on her for anything because he's an overfunctioner. Or he would say, I can't do bedtime as well as you. Can you do it? This is an overfunctioner, not a guy who, uh, who, who never does bedtime and uh, is saying it's because he can't. But a guy who always does bedtime and then decides to say, I can't do this as well as you, can you do it? Frequently gets a very positive response from his wife. And very often, as I'm saying, as is the topic of this, is the gender inverse, when the woman says, I can't. So if the woman says to the guy, I can't deal with the children. I can't deal with the children. I am tapped out. I am going to go for a walk. I can't do this. Then the guy feels like he is needed. He's got to do something with the children. He can't just be on his phone. She is not going to be home. He must get up and do something or other, or at least make sure that they're alive. And that would be okay for him to just make sure they're alive. So remember what you can't do is you can't say, I can't deal with the kids. I'm going to go take a walk. What you got to do is I, I'd like you to play part cheesy with them from 7 to 7.45. And then I'd like you to brush teeth with them. Remember how that's supposed to take 90 seconds on the timer. The pajamas that they wear need to be changed. And also, you should have them both tucked in by the time that I get in so that it's easy for me to talk. No, what is this? This is a horror story. You know, this turns into something that could be you relying on your husband into that you are micromanaging your husband and there's no longer an I can't because he knows I can't so it's like fake it's like uh, he feels handled and manipulated that is not what you're going for all right, so hopefully this was interesting. And if you really do struggle with overfunctioning, again, I have the overfunctioning post and podcast. I also have the, po- the podcast When Men Never Take Care of You and a post like that too. And people pleasers and workhorses all over my, my posts and my podcasts and all of that. If you do enjoy all this stuff, you should probably be in my Facebook group, which is $4.99 a month, so even cheaper than the subscription for the podcast, which is $5.99 a month. Those are separate things. And in the Facebook group, we talk about relationships and share memes and I interact in there. And it's just just so much fun um, for dorky people who like to talk about psychology. All right. Talk to you all later. Have a great day.